Amen. Would you pray with me? Lord God, I ask for each and every one of us, Lord, that we would create space in our lives this Advent season to prepare our hearts, to prepare ourselves to truly take in the miraculous story of Christmas. To that end, Lord, I pray that you would pour upon me the gift of preaching, that my very frail and broken and human words might, by the power of your Holy Spirit, become your living word, uniquely crafted for each and every one of our hearts. We pray this with confidence, for we pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, this season of Advent, as we were hearing uh, from the Denson family, it's a time of preparation for the coming of Christ. But what's interesting is it's a preparation of the coming of Christ from three different perspectives. The first, of course, is the obvious one, Jesus' arrival and birth in Bethlehem. The second is receiving Christ in the heart of the believer, that Evan is preparing for us that Christ might be born afresh and anew within us. And then third, of course, is Jesus' second coming at the end of the age. As we heard the Denson family share, today's Advent theme is hope. Advent's an opportunity to rediscover hope as we renew our faith by creating the needed space to slow down, to be still, to truly consider what Paul proclaims when he says that God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In our Advent sermon series, all fall we've been preaching on worship, and we're going to continue with our focus on worship during Advent. For when God came near, when God chose in the dead of night in an out-of-the-way backwater town to become Emmanuel, God with us, all the key players in the story worship. Angels, shepherds, wise men, Joseph and Mary, Even King Herod knows that if his lies to the Magi are to be believed, he has to promise to worship too. He says, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. Worship is the response to this baby. It is this natural response. And I think that it's a question that we have to ask ourselves. What is our response? On the night of Jesus' birth, angels are the first worshipers we encounter. It begins when a lone angel of the Lord appears to shepherds, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And that angel says, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths. And lying in a manger. Well, this is what all the fuss is about. A savior has come into this dark, sin-filled world to rescue us. And not just any old savior. It's God himself that's coming. And just as the last word leaves that angel's mouth, scriptures say suddenly, a host of angels appear and they worship And they say, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. 
You know, for many of us, we actually have been exposed to this moment in this story more through carols than even through the scripture. We've all sung countless times, O come, in O come all ye faithful, sing choirs of angels, sing in exultation, sing all ye citizens of heaven above. Glory to God, glory in the highest. With the angel's host proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. We've all sung, it came upon a midnight clear, that glorious song of old from angels bending near the earth to touch their harps of gold. And angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains and the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous strain. Gloria in excelsis Deo. What a sight that must have been. What a sight that must have been. A host of heavenly angels worshiping God. Now, while scripture describes angels worshiping God in heaven, as far as I can find, this is the only time angels worship God from earth. Is this moment. I love this image of countless angels worshiping. What would angelic worship sound like? I wonder if this sound had ever been heard on earth before. Although no current day human experience can come close to what those shepherds saw and heard, to me the closest otherworldly worship experience I have is when I hear the hallelujah chorus in all its glory. If I imagine an experience a hundred times greater, I can begin to envision what the shepherds experienced that day. What was it like for the angels? What was it like for the angels as such an unprecedented day drew near? Can you imagine what being backstage in heaven was like? Right? Before this event... For this is a night unlike any other since the creation of the, of the world and the universe. For something is occurring in creation that has never happened before. For the first time in eternity, the creator of the universe becomes part of his creation. God didn't become one of us on a whim As the angel says, God became one of us to save us. Today, in the town of David, a Savior is born. But even more amazing is what God chose to give up. The links that he was willing to go. Max Lucado writes, The omnipotent in one instant made himself breakable. He who had been spirit became pierceable. He who was larger than the universe became an embryo. And he who sustains the world with a word chose to be dependent upon the nourishment of a young girl. God as a fetus. Holiness sleeping in a womb. The creator of life being created. These are the thoughts that we need to have each and every Christmas. Each and every Advent season. These are the thoughts. We have to get it. It, It's beyond our thoughts. It's beyond our mind. But we have to try to get inside of our heads what actually God chose to do for us. Now, 
Such an unprecedented event would cause all of heaven to pause and to hold their breath. And so this host of angels has been anticipating and waiting for this moment. And their worship must have been something to behold. I kind of wonder in the next life if we get to see replays of stuff like this, you know. Yet at the same time, they also understood that the shadow of the cross was present from the very beginning, even the night Jesus was born in Bethlehem. For Jesus' birth is act one of the most remarkable drama to ever unfold. A story founded upon the notion that because of God's great love for us, God does whatever it takes, starting with the story of the Creator entering creation on Christmas, and ending with the ultimate sacrifice for our sins on Good Friday and the conquering of our greatest enemy, death, on Easter morn with his resurrection. This is the message that Advent calls us to slow down and create space to ponder. This is the story that Advent calls us to slow down and ponder. And like the angels, our response to such amazing, unconditional love should be worship. Yet it's an event that is so easy to miss. Man, this season gets hairy, doesn't it? All the hustle and the bustle. Everybody's trying to get everything done. Max Lucado says, those who missed his majesty's arrival that night missed it not because of evil acts or malice. No, they missed it because they simply weren't looking. Little has changed in the last 2,000 years, has it? May we not miss what we celebrate this Christmas. May we slow down and take in how otherworldly and amazing this angelic announcement truly is. I bring you good news of great joy that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And this table... This sacramental meal that we share together today is a celebration in thanksgiving for the ultimate price Jesus paid to save and rescue us. This story that we celebrate today at this table started in Bethlehem with the birth of Jesus all those years ago. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.